hit records on my demo. Did y'all boys not get the memo? Welcome to the first ever live show of the Vault Studio Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is James Cooney, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, to a guy who I hope he doesn't uh, post our phone calls on the internet. It's Lewis Glover. Lewis, how are you, buddy? Huh. I'm I'm fantastic. Let's let's play nice, and I won't be uh, posting our phone calls on the internet like our, our friend AB. But I'm 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 fantastic. It's exciting to be going live, and you know, shout out to you there. You handled that live intro like an absolute professional. So, well, it's know, only been well a year done. and a half that we've been doing this. So, you know, I you, thought I'd get yeah, better. So you got got a little bit of practice there, and now I got to look in front of a camera too. Now, so it's a bit different. Can't look at my computer all the time, but yeah, we're getting there. It's a bit. I, I can't see anything that's going on. I'm flying blind. All I've got is audio. So uh, that, that maybe that's maybe that's a positive for me. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see as we go on. We'll see as we go on. So on this uh, first of a live show, we're doing our sort of week preview like we did last year. We've got our sort of lineup locks, um, sits, streams. We've got also uh, Clint from DraftKings is going to give us his DFS plays of the week. And we'll also be uh, bringing back Kicker Jewel and also... We'll be doing some mailbag at the end. If you've got any live questions, please send them in. We've got our producer, James Arthur, here, who's going to monitor them. So if you've got any questions, guys, please send them through. But we'll, yes. first, we'll first start off with the uh, Thursday night football game, that riveting game we all watched yesterday. Lewis, what did you oh, it was, Wasn't it such a such just a, a letdown? We were so excited for football to be back, and I was excited to watch it. I was streaming at my desk at work and it was just, I was just waiting for something exciting to happen. There was a few nice plays here and there. There was some good defensive football play, but on, on the whole, the offensive football was just turgid, man. It, it was, it was such a letdown and we can just forget that game happened and pretend the season is starting on at three o'clock Monday morning, I think. I uh, no, Well, it started on Friday, so you can't forget <sighs> about it. Um, can't forget about it. Ugh. I think the main takeaway from this is the defenses. Obviously, Chicago's was uh, all well and good as we all expected, but the Green Bay Packers put up a show. Is this a sign for things to come, Lewis? I think it's a wait and see. They've obviously added some some nice personnel and free agency, and they're starting to to look better. Having said that, Trubisky was horrific. So let's see them go against a bit of a better offense before you know we make too many decisions and judgments about their defense, but. Certainly improved on last year. I think we can say that with some confidence, but how good the the unit as a whole will rank in the NFL or in the NFC is is sort of wait and see, Terry. I'm a bit of a, look, I'm high on the Packers this year. If we sort of talked about them later in the year, I was really high on their defense. Um, obviously, being an LIE under Mike Pettin, adding their pass rushes like did the, both the Smiths, um, they played very well last night. I think the Green Bay Packers is one you should be targeting your waiver if you haven't already picked them up. Um, we've got a couple of nice matchups against the Detroit Lions, which I'm very, very uh, looking forward to playing them. But yeah, look, Mitch, Mitch the bitch, as we say, um, didn't play too well. We all, we both weren't sort of high on him this year, and he uh, didn't let us down. He he did not. Look, I expected a bit more from him. The one, you know, saving grace for fantasy purposes is just how badly he locked on to Allen Robinson. He he saw it, he threw it at him, he didn't care. And Allen Robinson is hashtag good. If if people didn't realize, he was sort of one of the guys we liked in the in the offseason and being being a year removed from that ACL injury. And he looked really, really good despite uh Trubisky's best efforts to to make him look bad. So I think Robinson, you can confidently plug him into your lineups each week moving forward. But in terms of the rest of the Chicago offense, it's it's going to be interesting to see how that shakes out. Anthony Miller barely saw the field. 
maybe they, he was on a snap count because he's been limited at practice. Tariq Cohen didn't have a single carry as a running back, I believe, or maybe he had one. Well, he had that but fumble, was, but yeah. Yeah, he had the fumble, but he, had, but he was primarily used out of the slot. Now, whether that use is just going to continue when it's going to be hard to predict because Miller was projected to be the starting slot receiver. Uh, so there was a few times when Montgomery was on the field with uh, with Cohen, but but as we as we forecasted, it was infuriating if you if you drafted David Montgomery. And I said a, f- a few times during the week, I had zero confidence in playing Montgomery because we just don't know what that snap distribution is going to look like. And it was worst possible scenario. All three backs were rotated and used. People who thought Mike Davis was there to just you know make up the numbers on the fifty-three were were wrong. He clearly was in, involved, both receiving and carrying the football. So until we get some clarity on this backfield, Tariq Cohen's the only startable one, and that's only in, in PPR formats. I, I I can't trust Davis, and you certainly can't trust Montgomery at the moment. Yeah, you can't trust him. He only had six carries for the day. Uh, Mike Davis had five as well. They threw the ball 50 times, which is very, very strange. I think they're sort of running base attack and they got three good running backs and they didn't just didn't want to run the ball. And David Montgomery, we didn't have the ball. He looked okay. He looked good. Didn't yeah. He? Yeah. He, he had shifty. A, a couple of nice grabs. The offensive line, I don't know what happened to them, but they just couldn't open up a hole and they just let the Green Bay Packers just destroy them. And especially Mitch who had five. They both had five sacks, um, Green Bay and Chicago's better offense. But yeah, look, um, probably, yeah, we want to be sitting David Montgomery until... You know, we see him weeks and we can trust Matt Nagy to use him more. Um, obviously, yeah, Tariq Cohen's going to catch the ball a lot. He had 12.9 PPR points yesterday. So he's the, probably the only one you should uh, be starting. But even then, he just didn't look good either. Yeah, he was, he was propped up entirely by volume. And I mean, that's fine. Uh, obviously, he had the fumble. But PPR sort of flex spot is where you should be playing Cohen if you, if you need to. Uh, but you hopefully, you hopefully have, have better options than that. We'll go on the other side of the Green Bay offense. They struggled too. Um, sort of first game with Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur. Uh, just didn't seem to click. The resurrection of Jimmy Graham happened. That was good. Devontae Adams had a uh, had a weak game, but you expect that with the Chicago Bears defense. Marcus Valdez-Scantley had an all right game. I think he scored 9.2 points, PPR. But Jerome Allison just went missing. Zero points. Zero. And, yeah, I, had, and well, I had him starting against you in the uh, Listener League, and that's not going well for me. Oh, did did you? That's did. that's good. Yeah, yeah. I, I've, I mean, I I played him in one of my Dra- DraftKings showdown slates, and I had, I chose him as my captain as well. So that was that was great for me. Yeah, <laughs> look, uh, don't want to make it this. Um, I guess it's another thing we've got to wait and see. I think obviously if they, when they're not going to play as good of a defense as Chicago, um, we'll wait and see what uh, the Packers are like. But yeah, it's sort of just keep an eye out and sort of. Allison and Valdez Scantling. I think Valdez Scantling's a guy that you should be starting, but yeah, just wait, watch out for Allison. Even though he's plays a slot and they like to target the slot a lot, I just have to wait and see for them. Yeah, I mean, some actionable takeaways from from this game, and probably you're going to get overreactions from week one. To go and throw out an offer for Aaron Jones, see if you can buy low on him. Obviously, they had a very tough matchup going up against that Chicago front. Them, Devontae Adams as well. Like there was there was one play where. The ball was thrown out of bounds and he pointed at the three Chicago defensive backs that were covering him. They they were doing everything in their power to take Devontae Adams out of the game, uh, which, you know, put Rodgers onto Valdez Scantling and, and Jimmy Graham. Uh, and then, yeah, Geronimo Allison, he's going to get dropped. Uh, I would be shocked if people continue to roster him just because 
when 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 he puts up an egg like that, it's it's very tempting for people to be excited about a waiver wire claim. They'll look down their bench and they'll go, "Well, this guy did nothing for me. He's not in their plans. Not a you know, not a single catch drop." And I still think he very much has a role to play moving forward this season. So if you can make a, a cut, maybe drop your kicker after this week, go p- pick up Allison and and see what the situation is, and and go on go on from there. Yeah, but, not not ready to give up on him. No, say. definitely not. This is the thing. Week one, it was the first game, so they were on a short week coming into it as well. And they didn't play preseason. Well, Aaron Rodgers didn't play a single snap in the preseason, I, I, I believe. Trubisky didn't do much. So this is almost their preseason game. It just happened to be the fanfare of the you know first game of the 100th season, oldest rivalry, all of these things. But in reality, it was almost like a glorified Hall of Fame game. Pretty much. So yeah. that's that's what it felt like watching it. So although the big names are out there. So definitely don't want to be overreacting to this situation in terms of box score points, but we can look at usage as, you know, particularly snap counts are the one thing that you go, okay, we can sort of see what the team is looking to do here. Uh, So they're the things you should be passing into when you're breaking breaking down the game. Totally agree. Well, that will do it for our Thursday night football recap. But let's get right into week one and let's get a few starts for our listeners. Lewis, who's your first start for the week? First start, fire him up. Top five running back to this week for me, Chris Carson. I think he's going to have an absolute monster week. The Hawks are a nine and a half point favorite. They're the most heavy run team in football. They're the most situa- situationally heavy run team in football as well. When they have a lead, they they run over 70% of the time. They also run if they're down. The Bengals' defensive line is atrocious at stopping the run. They gave up the most points to running backs in 2018. And their offense is going to be weak as well, right? You think they've lost, uh, taken some hits to their offensive line. AJ Green is out for the foreseeable future. So uh, all all of the, the stars are aligning to to think that it's going to be positive game script and heavy usage for Chris Carson. I'd also like to start with Rashad Penny too. He's another one. That it's a viable week for him to start too. Um, Absolutely. I mean, there's going to be so many run plays available. They're going to have to spell Carson at times. And I think you see a sort of 70-30 touch uh, count between Carson and Penny or, or, or Snapshare rather. Uh, so P- Rashad Penny in your flex, particularly if you, you're running a bit of a, a deeper league, he's he's very much in play this week as well. Going for another running back as well for my first start. I'll go with Carryon Johnson, who uh, is going up against the Arizona Cardinals. And now even though they've had uh, Vance Joseph as a defensive coordinator, they didn't add any talent towards their defense. And to a team that allowed the over 25 points for uh, running backs last year, Karen Johnson is a guy that you want to be starting. Um, they also averaged five yards per carry against opposing running backs. So big week for Karen Johnson. I know the, the Arizona Cardinals are going to want to throw it and they're going to be down. But for a guy that's, you know, his second year and he's just going to get a lot of the ball and they've got really no one else to throw to apart from Kenny Galladay, give me all Karen Johnson. I mean, I completely agree with with Kerryon Johnson. I'm going to disagree about anyone else to, to throw to because my second start for this week is Marvin Jones. No way. And you, men- you mentioned that the Cardinals didn't add anyone to their defense, really. And that's true. They actually, and they lost pieces off their defense, right? They've got Patrick Peterson out. They had uh, Robert Alford is injured as well. They, they're just Jags who are playing cornerbacks suiting up for them. And Marvin Jones and Kenny Golladay over the past two seasons have a surprisingly similar stat line. And the usage rates have been comparable as well. It's very much a 1A, 1B situation. Everyone's going to be high on Kenny Golladay, which is absolutely fine. He's going to have a, a great game. 
but I think this is going to be a higher scoring game than people anticipate. I don't I, I don't think the Cardinals are going to have a problem moving the ball or at least running plays at a, at a high rate. And, and Marvin Jones and, and Kenny Golladay should both be involved. But Marvin Jones, if you, if you drafted Kenny Golladay, you probably spent a fourth or fifth round pick and you're going to be putting him into your lineup most weeks. Marvin Jones, though, is a guy, you, if you have him on your bench, I'm looking to, to squeeze him into my flex because he could very easily have a rip off 100 yards and a touchdown game. I'm going for another guy in that game. I'm going for Christian Kirk as well. So we both look at this. Yeah, no, it's both. We bet the over in this game, guys. Bet yeah, you bet the over on this game. It's going to be a shootout. But yeah, I like Christian Kirk too. I think Darius Slay will play on Larry Fitzgerald in the slot. So I'm thinking someone's on the outside is going to be open a lot, and it's going to be Christian Kirk. And obviously, the Detroit defensive line is pretty good. They added Trey Flowers, Mike Daniels, uh, Snacks Harrison is also there too. But mm-hmm. it's going to be a shootout. They're going to want to throw. The air raid system is is here in the NFL, and Christian Kirk this year, especially this week, he's going to benefit from that. Yeah, I, I like Christian Kirk as a as a player as well. There's there's a lot of targets in this game that you like in in season long in daily fantasy as well. As I mentioned, the Lions the Lions receivers, Kerry on Johnson, the, the Cardinals couldn't couldn't stop the runs to save their life. So I love that call there as well. And a similar s- situation for my third start of the week, targeting a, a similar game with bad defenses and, and lots of weapons everywhere. And I'm going to go into Dante Pettis. So this Tampa and the, uh, the San Francisco 49ers game has got a 50 point total right now, uh, according to Vegas. So a very high, high point total. He's been listed as the number one wide receiver on their depth chart. And I'm thinking he's going to be second on the team in targets behind only George Kittle in this game. And the book booking is defense is just, garbage they gave up the six most fancy points per game in 2018 they haven't done anything to improve their secondary that's that's worthwhile so this is a situation where dante pettis is going to get plenty of targets going up against a horrible defense and the 49ers are probably going to be a position where they have to throw a ton to keep up with the buccaneers because i think they're going to score a ton of points as well so i really like dante pettis in this situation and obviously you're starting george kittle that goes without saying and 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 on the other side of the, of the game, you're you're starting all of your your Tampa Bay pass catches because where you drafted them. So really really nice game, but but Dante Pettis should definitely be a start. I've got another Forty Nine er starting later on in the show, so be watch out for that one. But my oh, we'll obviously start Philip Lindsay. That's just a no brainer. But my last one is Cole Beasley. I think the, interesting. Yes, while the Jet Jet sort of defense is a work in progress at the moment, their secondary is really bad. And I know Greg Williams there <laughs> it is. likes to bring the pressure. And the Buffalo offensive line is still a bit, you know, it's not there yet. We haven't seen him yet. Uh, last year, they were horrendous. So this would be a good first test, but he likes to bring pressure. And obviously, there's going to be a lot of, you know, sort of open holes in the middle of the field. And I think Cole Beasley is going to be a guy that's going to catch a lot of those balls. He's going to be a PPR machine. So yeah, give me Cole Beasley this week. Yeah, I mean, Cole Beasley is someone we talked about in the, obviously, in the preview show. And he's a candidate for, you know, 90 catches this year just because. There aren't many other talented receivers. John Brown's going to be very limited in the role he's asked to play. Cole Beasley sh- should see plenty of targets this year. So I-, I don't mind that call. As you said, the Jets secondary outside of Jamal Adams is just, it's not good. And they've got a you know good defensive line, but their edge is not strong. So I think they're going to struggle getting to, to Josh Allen. And the offensive line, they it should be better. It should be better for sure. They invested a ton of money at the position. They they attacked it in the draft. We don't, we of course we don't know what exactly it looks like right now, but 
I, I think after week one, people go, oh yeah, that's a much improve, improved Buffalo Bills offensive line. Having said that, it probably couldn't get any worse. In fact, it could only get worse if it was the Arizona Cardinals last year. So it's, it's pretty much only way is up for the Bills offensive line, which is good news for, for Josh Allen and, and all associated pass catchers as well. Hmm. Now we'll move on to our sits for the week. Could you just sit your ass down and be Mr. quiet? Oh, there we hey, go. Here you, we go. Whose ass are we sitting down this week? Who you got? I got T.Y. Hilton. Going against the Chargers. That makes sense. Going against the Chargers this week. Obviously, no Andrew Luck, and they've got Jacoby Brissett. Didn't really have that good of a season in 2017, but again, the infrastructure there has changed, but I'm still not liking Terry Hilton to have a good game this week. He's going against Casey Haywood, and the Chargers at home uh, last year led the fourth fewest points to fantasy wide receivers outside. So I'm going to sit Terry Hilton this week. Not a big fan of his game. Yeah, I can... I completely agree with that. I'm I'm higher on T.Y. Hilton than most, despite Andrew Luck retiring. I think the situation is much more improved. They got better weapons, obviously better offensive coaching, much better offensive line. I think Brissett will have progressed, but I still don't like Hilton in this matchup just because of, of, of the coverage that you mentioned. He's also on the road and he's also outdoors. And this is a really interesting split. This is, this is from Ian Hartitz on, on Twitter that T.Y. Hilton in his career has played 70 games indoors and he averages 16.5 PPR games. And outdoors, he plays 46 games forty-six games and averages 11.7 PPR points. So you're looking at a near five-point differential between indoor and outdoors. And that's a, a large sample size as well. You know, that's over a 100-game stretch. So it very much is a trend for T.Y. Hilton. And so when you take away the fact that he does, that, you know, that Andrew Luck isn't playing and... The, the conditions, it's a bad field out there in, in Los Angeles. So it's just a, it's a bad situation for Hilton. And I'm, I'm definitely sitting Hilton everywhere I can many, or I can afford to. How many fans do you reckon going to be there on the weekend? Oh, I reckon like 150 at least. 6,000, says James. 6,000? 6,000. Six, or six. You mean like six, six fans? Six just, fans. Just six, just six just fans. Just six fans. Wow. No, I know there's going to be more than six fans because every player gets like three tickets to give out, right? So their friends are going to come watch. Maybe. You never know. Probably just watch it at home. <laughs> yeah, LA traffic is dog shit. Exactly. So I, I, I certainly wouldn't be getting out, going through that traffic to go and watch the Chargers play in a, in a soccer stadium. So, mm. you know, um, who have you got for your first sit? My first sit, and it's a guy I really like this year, so it hurts me to say, but it's Stefan Diggs. Wow, hey. Yeah, sitting Stefan Diggs, and it's if he stays questionable on the injury report because this is a guy that when he plays with a questionable injury tag, he just doesn't perform well. So looking at his stat line through six career games when he's played with an injury designation, and granted it's not a huge sample size, but he's gone three for 42, two for 18, eight for 59, four for 29 and a touchdown, four for 27 and five for 49. So, you know, manage one touchdown and, and in in most of the games, he's completely, completely screwed. You're coming in under, you know, seven fancy points. So you're just not, I'm not a fan of Stefan Diggs. If he's banged up, he's he's just not worth worth the risk. Even though you drafted him highly, you're going to have to pivot onto someone else, I think. Yeah, fair call, especially when you're doing your lineup sort of Sunday night too, and you sort of don't want to risk it either. So yeah, I'm in agreement with you there. Even though I don't know any Stefan Diggs this year, but yeah. Yeah, if you're like if you're prepared to get up at two forty five and check the final injury report and if he's hundred percent and good to go, then 
you know, maybe you can risk it. But right now, even Zimmer's like, uh, we'll we'll see, we'll see. What is it? Yeah. This is from the Roto World headlines. Zimmer on Stefan Diggs status. We'll see. And it's that's that's not good to be hearing that right now, particularly when you have a guy with a history like Diggs who, if he plays banged up, doesn't perform. My next guy I'm gonna see is James White. Could uh, you just sit your ass down and be Mr. quiet? Oh. Exactly, James White. <laughs> sit your ass down. Um this Patriots backfield nobody knows about. Who's gonna start? Who's gonna play most of the game? I think it's gonna be Sony Michelle this week. James White has never fared well against the Pittsburgh Steelers, hasn't scored over 12 points in his five games against them. And also, Steelers are very good at covering the uh, running back. Um, and that was before they had a Devin Bush last year. So, I think they had the second uh, least amount of catches to running backs last year with 4.3. And that's where James White excels. And if you've got Devin Bush there now, it's going to be a lot harder to catch ball. So, I'm going to sit James White this week. Yeah, I, I don't mind that cause. I think it's a Michelle game. I think Edelman's going to have an absolute monster game this week against the Steelers. They have just decided, like, philosophically to not cover the slot receiver. So that's an interesting decision by Tomlin and, and what they're doing there. But that seems to be their hashtag brand as well. <laughs> what Pittsburgh is going to do, we'll just let slot receivers have have free reign. And then Josh Gordon as well. He gets a nice matchup against Hayden, who's been who's been banked up this week as well. So Edelman and Hay- uh, Edelman and, and uh, Gordon, excuse me, I think are going to have very very big games. And yeah, I think James White is is you know third fourth in line t- for targets at best. Who is your next sit then? I'm sitting the entire Miami backfield. You just it's disgusting right now. Kalen Ballage is not good at football. Like he's not a running back. He's an athlete with a running back number on his jersey. The offensive line is obviously even worse now. They traded away Tunsil. It just stinks. There's a there's an argument to be made for Kenyon Drake in that he's probably gonna get more touches they've talked him up this week saying we want to get him involved and, and have plenty of touches as brian flores was saying but baltimore ranked second last season in points per game to opposing running backs they they shut that down very well and given that the offensive line sucks and i just can't trust Fitzpatrick. like there's just nothing you like about this situation going up a great a great defense no offensive line no offensive weapons to speak of you know outside of Albert Wilson, he's you know questionable right now with his hip situation. So, yeah, just Miami avoids fade. It's just disgusting. You'll be laughing at the Baltimore Ravens defense right now. Oh, I mean, they are rubbing their hands together, right? They could, they're going to absolutely destroy this team. The only, the only thing that will set them off is if Hurricane uh, Dorian comes in and uh, cancels the game. Yeah, that, that's what Miami's hoping for. Exactly. Uh, my next sit, I've gone for a big name here. I've gone with Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> You're such a troll. I'm not. I'm not a troll. <laughs> Go on, lay it on me. Well, week five last year against the Jags, do you know how many points he scored? Probably like eight or 10. 16. Oh, which, there you go. So which ranks, 16 points. Which ranks 17th for that week. Mm-hmm. If he didn't have a rushing touchdown, he would have ranked 28th. Got lucky with a two-yard rushing touchdown. A few for two interceptions. Uh through for 300 yards, no touchdowns. And the Jags' defense wasn't that good last year. And I expect them to play with a chip on their shoulder this year. They're going to be much better. Big Dick Nick's there to lead them. That's why they paid him all that money. And I'm going to sit Patrick Mahomes this week. I'm not confident. And that was playing in Kansas City too last year. They're going to Jacksonville, which again might be cancelled due to um, Hurricane Dorian. But it'll also be wet and rainy. And I'm just not liking him this week. 
going on the road to Jacksonville means nothing because, like the Chargers, they get like six fans to their game. So, not 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 concerned about that. Okay, you don't and, be concerned. You play him. I mean, if I don't have any Patrick Mahomes because his ADP was just ridiculous, but it, I I guarantee if anyone drafted Patrick Mahomes in single QB leagues and and they had him in the third round, they're going to start him. There ain't no way you drafted Patrick Mahomes to to sit him. And the mentality of people who draft their quarterback there is like, well, I won't need to worry about it all season. I can play him every single week. Silly, silly. I mean, A, yeah, silly for doing that. But but I think this game has got shootout written all over it. I think the Kansas defense absolutely stinks. I think Fournette's going to have a big day. Didi Westbrook's going to have a big day. That means a big day for Big Dick Nick. And so Mahomes is going to be throwing the ball a ton as well. And I just, with with the weapons that they've got there, Jacksonville can't cover everyone. And, you know, I, I, I understand that Mahomes might not be the QB1 this week. I get that. But I still think he's, you know, a top 10 QB this week. I doubt that very much. I think that's a beer bet, Lewis. I, th- I, think, I think you're right. I just think we made our first beer bet for the live live shows this this week. Or for this season, rather. James and for those board. for those who aren't familiar, we we tend to, we make a bet every week, and the loser has to buy the other person a beer. And you know, I'll be honest, guys, Cooney owes me a lot of beers. It's getting it's getting ridiculous five? now. Five. He owes me at least thirty beers. It's just getting out of control. Whatever. So add 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 that one. Chalk that up to the one All to right. a, to an, another win for me. I'm gonna write this down. Right. What have we got? Week one. Lewis says. Mahomes is a top ten QB. Sold. Done. Easy. Easy money. Easy. Easy win for me. Easy win for you. All right. We'll see. We'll see. That's all. That's all uh, I need this week. And more beers. That's all I need. <laughs> yeah. Just just a warm up for Mad Monday. Exactly. Absolutely. Um. So that's it with our our, our start and sits for the week. Um. We'll what, th- are, what are we on to now? We'll now throw it to Clint from DraftKings to give us his DFS plays of the week. Hey guys, Clinton from DraftKings bringing you the week one picks and value picks on the slate. Uh, Really excited obviously for NFL kickoff like you would be. Two millionaire makers for Thursday night football, Packers and Bears, and then a millionaire maker for Sunday football, uh, the main slate. Five million dollar prize pool. Get your entries in. Good luck. As you see, I'm targeting certain games here, so fingers crossed uh, the game script goes to plan. We'll see how we go. Uh, quarterback, Jamis Winston is my favourite player of the day, 6,600 uh, versus San Fran. I'm predicting a huge year for him. They have absolutely no running game whatsoever, and they'll be playing catch-up football a lot of the time. Uh, Russell Wilson, 6,300 versus the Bengals is a smart play also. Some value picks, Kirk Cousins, 5,500 versus the Falcons. Uh, the Vikings are favourites in this game, so if they do get on top early, uh, that could affect uh, the passing game uh, for Kirk and the Vikings. Jacoby Brissett, 4,400. This is a pure punt play. New Colts running back, uh, playing the Chargers. They'll probably be playing catch-up football a lot of the time, so he could be worth some value. Uh, best player of the day for me is at the running back position. I think uh, there's a lot of value at running back, so my strategy would be spending down at running back and spending up at wide receiver. Best play for me is Delvin Cook, 6,000 versus the Falcons. They're three-and-a-half-point favourites. He'll run the football a lot this year. Um, I think he's going to be a great play in week one. Chrissy Carson, 5,700 versus the Bengals. Uh, again, 
Um, if all goes to script, he'll see a lot of football. In the last seven weeks of the last NFL season, he averaged 19 carries a game. Uh, so, you know, if they put that trust in him again, he will uh, be a great play at 5700 Um Some value plays, Mark Ingram, $5,100 versus Miami. Great play for me. New team, six-and-a-half-point favourites. They're a run-heavy team. Um, he'll see a lot of work, particularly on third downs as well. Uh, so at 5100 you can't go wrong. And a pure pump play, Singletary, $3,500. Uh, he'll be sharing the low with Frank Gore, who's 37 years old. Uh, he'll have tired legs. They played the Jets, um, so there's certainly some upside there at the price. Uh, wide receiver, as I said, I will be spending up. Um, Odell Beckham, 8100 versus the Titans. He was questionable, uh, yeah, but he got... will play. There's no doubt about it. First game for the Browns. Uh, I think he'll see a lot of work in his debut. Uh, Mike Evans, 7900 versus San Fran. Uh, also questionable, but will play. Um, I would handcuff him with Winston. Um, there's, there's touchdown upside. Um, the value plays, again, is another Tampa Bay player, Chris Goodwin, $6,200. Um, interesting to see what will happen with Evans back uh, to see if he'll get many targets, but I think at the price, uh, there's certainly some upside there. Um, probably my best value play is Robbie Anderson. If he does come up, uh, he's questionable with a calf injury. $5,200 versus Buffalo. Uh, finished off the year great. He's got a great... Uh, relationship and chemistry with Sam Darnold. His three of his last four weeks were 76 yards and a touchdown, 96 yards and a touchdown, and 140 yards and a touchdown. Um, if they can continue that, then uh, I think he's a great playing week one. Uh, tight end, there's two obviously clear-cut guys with Kelsey and Kittle. I wouldn't be spending up for them, I don't think. Um, you could save some salary with some lesser tights, but if you did want to go down that path, Kelsey is playing the Jags. It's a tough matchup, I wouldn't suggest. Kittle obviously had so many targets last season, and his yards per carry average was absolutely huge. Um, so, you know, if you wanted to, to spend up at tight end, then, uh, you know, Kittle's the man to go for. Um, Evan Ingram is value, 4,800 versus Dallas. There's no OBJ. I think he's going to have a career here um, across the board as they don't have many targets to go for. Delaney Walker, pump play, 3,500 versus the Browns. He broke his ankle in week one last year. He's 35 years old, so there's a lot of things against him, but I think he has a stack of upside if he's healthy. Um, he's a salary saver, and he has the potential for a, a, a big play. Uh, defense, I've narrowed it down to three. Ravens, 3,800 versus the Dolphins. The Chargers, 3,000 versus the Colts. And the Jets, 3,100 versus the Bills. Good luck, everyone. Hopefully, my plays help you out a little bit and we hit. Uh, if not, let's have a look at week two. Looking forward to it. Cheers, bye. There we go. That was uh, Clint from DraftKings Australia. Absolutely champion bloke. And he's going to be be doing one of those previews for us each week of the season, which is is very good of him. I definitely agree with some of those picks that he had. You hear him heard him mention at the top of the show there about Chris Carson. Uh, he's a great player in, in all formats. And you heard you heard uh, Clint talking about salary there. That's definitely one of the formats that DraftKings offer in their daily fantasy, building out your roster under the $50,000 salary cap. You draft your quarterback, your two running backs, two wide receivers, excuse me, three receivers, tight end flex and a defense, bring it in the 50,000, throw it into either a cash game, which is you know, top half doubles their money or a tournament with, with payout structures there. But 
this is a you know another a promo time now because football is back and the new season has brought an exciting opportunity from DraftKings. So we work with Clint and we've teamed up to bring you an exclusive fantasy football contest just for fantasy football down under and Vault Studio fans. Best of all, it's just $3 to enter. And if that all sounded a bit overwhelming about salary and positions, well, this contest is, is just for you because it's nice and simple. Here's how it works. You pick a player from each tier to build out a roster of eight players. You watch your team in the leaderboard. And if you finish in the top spots, you could win big. And you can enter multiple entries into this contest. So to join and sign up to DraftKings, just go to dkng.co forward slash down under. That's dkng.co slash down under. And we're going to put all the links on our social pages as well. And finally, make sure you get all your picks and your lineup set by 3 a.m. on Monday morning because that's the deadline and that's when the lineups lock. So what are you waiting for? Get drafting now. Just on the DraftKings website too. I've just built up my roster now. I've got Saquon Barkley as my tier one, Juju Smith-Schuster, Travis Kelsey, Delvin Cook, Leonard Fournette, Dak Prescott. Uh, I've also gone with Mark Ingram and we're going to have Cooper Cup. That'll be my team for that, the week. That is a stack, stack team. And that's the great thing about about uh, daily fantasy as well is you're never going to be able to get a team like that in season long. So you can build build your dream team. You can go, I know these guys are primed to smash this week. I love the Leonard Fournette pick, Dalvin Cook. I think they're in smash spots. But the tier contest is even simpler. As, as Cooney mentioned, right? You just you tier one, two, three, and so on and forth. You just build out your lineup from the pre-selected guys. There's, there's no requirements to, to focus on positions. So you can have as many quarterbacks in there if you want. Uh, obviously, there's some some different scoring settings there in DraftKings. It is PPR scoring, but also there's some bonuses for for big plays and and hundred yard games as well to to balance that out. So it's a ton of fun. I really enjoy playing DraftKings. They've only been in Australia for one year. They worked really hard to to get here and 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 get you know um, what's the word endorsed as a, a gambling provider in Australia. And They're here now. And what's that? And endorsed on our show too. They've been trying for a while. And, yeah, I mean, you know, they they were coming to us for, for ages and we were sort of fending them away saying, no, you've got to get bigger. You've got to get bigger than the biggest biggest uh, provider in fantasy football to exactly. come on the, the Vault Studio. But, you know, we acquiesced in the end and we, and we let them team up with us. Now, speaking of DS plays, we've got some streamers options too, which will be uh, good for you either for your daily fantasy or for your team as well if you're in need of a defense or a quarterback. Lewis? Absolutely. Hit me up first. Who have you got? Yeah, so and, and just to, to mention here as well, all of our streams for the season, and we'll probably mention this over and over, but they're all guys going to be under 50% owned on ESPN. So there's a good chance that these players are on your waiver wire, which is, which is why we're calling them out, because we think that there's some upside in going and scooping them up and playing them. Now, week one, it's it's hard, right? You, you're going to be more inclined to, to go with the guys you drafted. But non, nonetheless, I think Matt Stafford, he's only 16.3% owned. He's a road favorite, which is, you know, rare. And we talked about earlier, the Cardinals' defense is atrocious. They're missing Peterson. They're missing Alford. But I think this is a week where Matt Stafford could have a, a really, really big week. And I love him in daily fantasy. Stacking him with with Kenny G and Kerry on in a, in a couple of lineups. So big fan of Stafford this week because he's just got such a premium matchup. Yeah, couldn't agree with you more there. The only thing that concerns me about Matt Stafford is he's back, but the matchup's too good uh, to be true against the Arizona Cardinals defense. So, yeah, start Matthew Stafford wherever you can if you need to. My guy's Jimmy G. 
You talked about him before with Dante Pettis, but yeah, I'm thinking Jimmy G can uh, have a huge game. The uh, Tampa Bay defense last year led the third most uh, points at quarterbacks last year, but they've got Todd Bowles coaching the defense now, which is, you know, he's actually a decent uh, defensive coordinator. In those two, uh, few years in Arizona under Bruce Arians, their defense was pretty good, but their secondary is still shot. Haven't really improved uh, that much. So I think it's going to be easy for Kittle, Dante Pettis, Marquise Goodwin, those sort of guys to score a lot of points, and Jimmy G's going to have to throw it to him. And now they've got Tevin Coleman there too, who I forgot. He's going to be a great player this week too, catching balls out of the backfield. So if you need someone to lean on, go, go for Jimmy G. Under 20% owned in NFL.com right now. So. Yeah, I mean, he was hated in the preseason, right? Everyone, Of course, the immediate questions were like, oh, what's going on with Jimmy G? Have the Niners screwed up? Are they going to look for their new franchise quarterback? Guys, that's chill. He's coming back from an injury. Like, he, he was trying different things out and just testing things out in the preseason. That's when you want your starting quarterback to quote look to, to look rusty, to be honest. Knock that rust off. And, 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 and it's better he's taking those snaps now, right? Look at what happened with Trubisky. Even Rodgers looked, looked rusty. Get those snaps out of the way and get ready for football. And this is a perfect matchup. This is a game I'm going to watch every single snap of. I think it's going to be electric. My boy, Chris, Chris uh, Godwin, is going to go ham. I am excited for this game. Let them all come back to the Jimmy G bandwagon. Let them all come back. I welcome them all. The cowards. The cowards. The yeah, rats. The cowards after they come jumped back. off the they sinking can, ship. They can come back if they want. I'm, we're all accepting. You're going to let them back? All right. All right. Back. We'll let them back. You get, you get one. You get one exactly. do-over. Exactly. One do-over. You always, everyone gets a second chance. Yeah. We get, we get, you get one mulligan on this podcast. Everyone gets one. All righty. <laughs> we'll move on to defenses, Lewis. And uh, who's the defense you like this week? Cowboys defense. 20% owned on ESPN. Eli Manning, like, on the road, enough said, right? And it's just a, a terrible situation that he finds himself going into. The Cowboys' D is very good. I don't think the Giants are going to score too many points. Now, the last last season, historically, they haven't had a, a bunch of turnover, and that's really what you're looking for. But they get pressures, and you get pressures that leads to sacks. There is a bit like touchdowns, right? Touch, touchdowns are hard to predict from one season to the next. They're not they're not sticky. It's the same with turnovers. So I think I think there's some you know positive regression coming in the turnover column for the Dallas Cowboys, and that pressure pressure is going to turn into sacks. I think Eli Manning is going to be uh, eating turf pretty pretty regularly. Yeah, I do like that matchup. Uh... Even though they did put up 35 points against them at the end of the season, I think it's a bit of a blimp, and I think Caleb Martin's going to have a horrific game. I don't think their offensive line is as improved as everyone says they is. And I do like the Dallas defense, um, even with, without fantasy purposes. I do really like them. And yeah, I would. It's start, a great unit. I would start great them, unit, but I like the Seahawks defense even more. Oh yeah, under 35% owned. They were top 10 fantasy defense last year, um, and that was before they added Javadian Clowney. They're playing against the Bengals O-line, who is very, very, very terrible. They just lost their first-round pick earlier in the season. They're starting Andre Smith, which is always a good sign for opposing defenses. They've got no AJ Green. Andy Dalton's still there. Zach Taylor, Zach, whoever is there. I don't know who... Cordy Glenn is out. They're starting left tackle as well. There you go. Oh, there we go. Bit bit of a nugget there, so... Thank you, James. So, yeah, look, it just spells well for the uh, Seahawks defense and couldn't couldn't start him if I uh, tried. I have... About, I think about 10 of them starting this week. 10 of them. Yeah, I, I mean, love them. let's love look at that. Let's look at some of the names on their on their starting on their starting defense. Jadavion Clowney, Ziggy Answer. Good luck with that. That's just ridiculous. And then you've got Bobby Wagner there and KJ Wright. Like that's a, a really, really strong defensive look 
and then you know McDougal's is a is a nice safety there, and Trey Flowers is a is a decent cornerback as well. So lots to like about this this defensive unit. They're, you know, not back to the the Legion of Boom days. That's that's a historical defense. It'll probably never get back to that. But they've certainly done a really good job of overhauling their defense, and it's no doubt what they want their team identity to be. But you know what, Cooney? I just realized when we were talking about the uh, the Cowboys and Eli Manning there that I actually shortchanged the the listeners on one of the the sits for the week. Uh, my 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 third one I forgot to mention was Sterling Shepard, and I'm I'm fading him hard this week. He's playing with a finger injury, obviously. I like the Cowboys defense and they have a very strong secondary. So I think he's going to be covered well for most of the game, whether it's in the slot or outside. And then just the fact that the target distribution, you expect Engram and, and Barkley to lead the team. So you got a guy who's probably going to be third in line there going up against a really, really uh, good defense. He's a, he's a firm sit for me. So glad, glad I remembered that one because, uh, yeah, Shep is being started in quite a few leagues and I'm, I'm not about that life. Come on, Lewis. It's the first live show. You can't be letting us down. Like this. I know. I know. It's all, it's almost like we need a producer to keep us on track. Nah, he's he's on his phone. Doesn't know what he's doing. Nah, bloody typical. Words with friends. I'm guessing he's playing. <laughs> anyway, well, if you want to tie in as well, as Florida mentioned, Jack Doyle too. Watch out for him. I think he's going to have a big game this year and a big year as well. So if you got, I need tight end as well. Go for Jack uh, Jack Doyle. Yeah, Jack Doyle. He's one of one of my guys. Has been for a while. I think he's the tight end you want to own in in Indy as well over over Eric Ebron. So I, I like that call. Um, but yeah, yeah, so that's that's our that's our streamers. Now we'll go on to our, everyone's favorite segment. It's the kicker jewel. Yes, it is time for the kicker jewel. Every week we get a kicker under 50% and we can't pick the same kicker twice. Uh, Lewis, who have you got this week? You beat me last year. I think it was 8, 7, and 1. You beat me. Yeah, it was close. It was close because, as Cooney mentioned, once we use a kicker, that is the single bullet we get for the season. So it's hard and we've got to wait for some of the better kickers to fall under 50% owned as well. Mm. So I'm going with with Matt Prater, right? We I've just talked about how much I like the the Lions offense this season, or excuse me, this this week. And so they're at least going to be banging in a few, you know, a, f- a couple of field goals and some extra points. So I think Prater's uh, a fine sort of streamable option if you've really waited on on kicker and you haven't rostered one yet. So Matt Prater's someone I'd be going to going to look for. Yeah, not bad, not bad. I've gone with Jason Myers, who is uh, 28% owned in uh, leagues at the moment. Uh, no one gave away more uh, points to kickers than the Bengals did last year. And Jason Myers, who finished tied third for fantasy points in kickers. So uh, I'm going to start the year off with a win. I'm going to have Jason Myers, even though I should have saved it for later. But I need to start off with a win. I need another beer from you, Lewis. Uh, so yeah, give me give me uh, Jason Myers. You got let go by the Jets, and uh, he's now after the Seahawks. So yeah, give me Jason Myers to... Kick me a win this week. Kicking goals. Interesting. Interesting. So here's my play for the week. And uh, yeah, I'll you know, I'll take a Vodka Cruiser, actually, not a beer. A Vodka Cruiser? Look at you getting all crazy. Oh, well, when it's early in the morning, you sort of want something sweet, not something, you know, not, not like a That's beer. That's fair. That's fair. So, I mean... That that's probably probably gonna gonna cover it, right? I think we got our our, our lineup locks, our bench riders. We've done our kicker jewel streaming. We talked about Thursday night football. All I guess all that's left to say is enjoy week one, guys. It's been a 
a long time coming. Like I said, Thursday night football actually didn't happen. We're giving out, like we said, everyone gets one mulligan on this show. The NFL gets one too. They get a pass for Thursday night football and they get to go again. The start, the launch of the 2019 season is going to be on Monday morning. Can't wait. 3 a.m. I'll be up still celebrating my hopefully grand final win. And I'll be watching the. You'll be up still. I'll be waking up. I'll 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 see you for a drink, but I'll be yeah. I'll be getting a few hours sleep. Yeah, well, I probably won't be. I'll be in no no good state. I'll be smelling like <laughs> absolute crap, and then yeah, can't wait for it. Oh, no better way missed, to celebrate the be so start, No better way to start off the NFL season than getting drunk and smelling like crap. <laughs> That's it. That's the per- perfect way to start it. No worries. So yeah, thanks thanks everyone for tuning in. If you didn't, thanks for listening to the podcast. Um, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Vault Studio. Please give us a shout out there and give us a like, comment, rate, review, whatever you want to. Lewis, Absolutely. Is, Lewis, you're on FF Down Under, I believe? Yeah, Facebook, Fantasy Football Down Under, and on Twitter at FF underscore Down Under. And, and finally, as we, as we wrap up, we've got to give a shout out to our fantastic merchandise sponsor breaking the game down under facebook.com slash groups slash btg down under they are the home of premium helmet and nfl merchandise breaks in australia you can go there and you can get authenticated quality items available for a fraction of their retail cost so i encourage everyone who enjoys nfl merchandise some really rare items that they're breaking over there as well to go and, and join the group and see what they got going on there's no obligation but i tell you what there's some there's some members in there who've got some phenomenal kit out with their their collections and display cabinets for their helmets one guy just posted his, it looked like he had about 16 helmets in a display cabinet with lights it was a work of art it looked like it should be in the in the hall of fame so some awesome stuff over there to, to decorate your office your man cave your lounge room your, whatever you're looking to do with that merchandise so breaking the game down under check them out very jealous of that one and also we'll be going live again next thursday night at 9 p.m i believe lewis finishes uni late so we're going live every week for now on on Thursday night um, times will change every week but for right now the next few weeks we go at 9pm so tune in for then as well um, but yeah that will do us Lewis I'll see you tomorrow when you fly in to Melbourne. absolutely I'm, I'm looking forward to it and uh, collecting the rest of the beers you owe me uh, maybe we'll see how much money I've got <laughs> I may have wasted it all so we'll see alright sounds good mate I'll, uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow no, see you mate bye Yeah. Hey, hit records on my demo. Did y'all boys not get the memo?